This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 973, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, April the 27th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 973. It's our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, the 27th of April. Uh, This is coming to you on the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you, I guess. Um, This also represents, I think, for the first time in a long time where the reviews episode has come out, uh, you know, the same day as, like, the next comics come out. That has not been the case for a long time. Uh, So thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, our last episode, if you haven't listened to it already, go back and listen to it. Fantastic interview with Scott uh, Doonbeer, uh, who works at IDW on the artist editions there. Uh, it's such a phenomenal project that he's put together there. So many great artist editions. So you should definitely uh, check out that uh, episode and also check out the original conversation I had with him as well, which I believe was episode 762. It was, you know, it was two years ago, so it was crazy. Uh, so let's jump into releases from the week of April 27th. Um, we had issues of... These are the ones I'm not talking about. We had Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, Aquaman, Batman Beyond the White Knight, Carnage, Dark Knights of Steel, Deathstroke, Inc., Detective Comics, Hulk Grand Design, Justice League, Knights of X, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, Punisher, Robin, uh, we had Rogues, which I haven't finished the first issue, I don't think yet, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Uh, We had Silk, uh, Secret Silver Surfer, Rebirth, uh, I almost said Secret Surfer, Uh, Teen Titans Academy, The Joker, Swamp Thing, Thor, and Trial of the Amazon. So I'm going to be talking about three books today, Uh, so strap yourself in. First, we have Action Comics 1042, um, which is interesting. I find when I read them, I'm not as interested... In the backup, so you do have a, a Martian Manhunter story, which is it's fine, but it's I don't know, I, it's it's okay. It's I'm not, I find it, it doesn't always keep my attention. Um, but I like that they're doing something like this, where you have kind of a main story that they kind of know everyone's going to pick up action comics, and you know they may not pick up a uh, you know Martian Manhunter book, they'll but they'll pay a little bit more in order to get a slightly bigger uh, action comics that happens to have this uh, kind of tucked away inside of it. So I kind of appreciate that. Uh, this is the War World War World Saga Part Seven by Philip Kennedy Johnson as the writer. You got Ricardo Federici as the artist, uh, which feels like obviously very different than the last issue. I forget who's the uh, artist in that one. Uh, Lee Lowridge as the colorist and Dave Sharp as the letterer. Um, this one has a very unique and uh, just everything about like the action sequences feel very retro. And I mean that in a positive way. Like I mean that in a classic kind of sword and sorcery sandal um, type of uh, idea. Like it feels very... I don't know, there's something very uh, old classic about the art in terms of how the musculature works and how the act, some of the action sequences, uh, there's just a, a certain visual tone to it that's very exciting. Uh, I'm enjoying this a lot. Uh, I, again, I, I think the parts on Earth I'm not as interested in just because I'm really enjoying the actual story on Warworld. I'm enjoying what it says about Superman and who he is, even when he's not full Superman powers in terms of what he means to people and what he wants to do. And, you know, he's, he's there to protect and save people. He doesn't condone killing. He doesn't, he's not about that. He's about, you know, saving people. Um, so it, it, I found it really enjoyable and interesting and I'm excited to see, you know, where we go from here. Um, but yeah, this is this is phenomenal. This is very enjoyable. Uh, next up is uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one or Legacy numbering eight ninety five because that's a thing too. Uh, and you know, soon we're going to be at issue nine hundred. Um, I like this. Uh, it's interesting that this felt like Spider-Man in a way that 
And I guess it's because of JRJR more than anything. I mean, not in any way to sell Zebul short, because I don't want to do that. He's one of my favorite writers. But I do think just visually, you open this book, you flip through it, and it feels like Spider-Man. It feels like Peter. It feels like this world is back. Um, I don't love the interpretation of Tombstone. I will say that. I don't like J.R.'s Tombstone. I don't think he really gets the character. Uh, it doesn't really look on model. But everything else here, it feels like when I was first started buying comics. When I first started kind of buying comics in the, what was it, I guess, late 90s. I mean, you had in the reboot era, uh, you had J.R.J.R. JR was, was the artist on the book. And for, you know, with Howard Mackey on, uh, was it Howard Mackey and John Byrne? They were kind of writing both books together, but... Uh, I believe Peter Parker Spider-Man is the one that uh, J.R.J.R. was the artist on, but it's just this feels like that version of J.R.J.R. Uh, the art feels very on point. I haven't always loved a lot of J.R.'s recent work on DC books, but uh, this felt a return to form. I love the art. Um, yeah, it's it's just it, it moved briskly. I thought it was really well paced. I'm excited to kind of see where where we go from here. I love that they use Digger. Like that's a character I didn't expect to see again. Um, I don't know. There's just so much good pacing here. I liked even Peter talking to Tombstone and kind of being a smartass. I thought really worked. Uh, the the big thing, that obviously, that you know people are curious about is what is going on with MJ. Why are these kids calling her mommy? Who knows? And you know the people who freak out about this kind of stuff. I'm like, it's a comic book, man. Like, relax. Now, part of me, part of me is bothered. Not because of the mommy thing. Like, whatever. We're going to find out what that's about. You know, this is, you know, they're not just going to leave it dangling. There's a reason for everything. Uh, Zeb Wells has some, you know, knows how to plot a comic. So, obviously, this is done to kind of get you interested and want you make you want to see what comes next because you want to know what's going on with MJ, Paul, and these kids. So, that makes perfect sense. I'm fine with that. Um, what bugs me more is just that it feels like... You know, at the end of the Spencer run, we finally got to this place that, you know, finally maybe MJ and Peter are going to move forward. And then he gets, you know, at, during the Beyond Era, he gets completely sidelined and then becomes Spider-Man again. And then we have the whole end of the Beyond Era. And then, you know, there's a there's a bright light and there's a character. And it's just a weird way to end the Beyond Era. And then you flip forward to this and it's like months later and we're just not going to address it. And already him and MJ are just on the edits and they're not talking to each other. And I just feel like we finally got to a place where it felt like they were getting back together and everything was really good. And I was really, excuse me, happy about that. And I feel like most people were. And so that's the only part that I'm like, ah, oh, we're doing this again. But at the same time, setting it up this way that something bad happens. And now, you know, Peter's withdrawn from people. He's not talking to him, you know, him and Aunt May are really getting along. Like he just doesn't get along with anybody. He's got the, you know, nine o'clock shadow basically. Um, I feel like Randy didn't quite feel on model either. I think it's maybe he used to have a different haircut when JRJR used to illustrate him, and now he just doesn't quite look right. Um, but I did like the idea that, you know, he's on the outs and with people, and Peter's just kind of withdrawn a little bit, but uh, he obviously has a reason for doing things. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued and interested in it. I thought this was a really strong debut. Um, it's interesting. I, I don't think it was necessarily stronger than the first issue of Beyond, but. I mean, they're both similar in different ways. Like, I think that that one was really strong because it felt like Peter was Peter and you felt like Ben was Ben and then they go in the action together and then Peter gets really hurt. And here, it's obviously very different. We're setting up a very different status quo, uh, which is kind of moving on completely from the Beyond Era. And that's another thing, too, is that at the beginning of the Beyond Era, you at least had a very clear, thorough line of Peter getting over what had happened to Harry at the end of uh, Nick Spencer's run. And yet here, we're just 
we're just we've moved even further afield from that. So I feel like we never really got to see Peter truly process what happened to Harry because the minute you know then he got hurt and then he was in the hospital and then he had to go save Ben and that was it. So like we never really got to see him processing that grief and now we've moved so far afield from that that I feel like we're just never going to get back there. So that part of con not even continuity per se, but just you know it's recent stuff that's been done with the character that's not really being addressed or you know going back to and that bugs me a little bit. That being said, this is a fresh new start and it's a fresh coat of paint and I'm definitely excited for that. So so far so good. Uh, again, I think the artwork is fantastic. It definitely uh, made me really buy into this. I thought now this is my only concern with JRJR is that you know historically and I don't think anyone would disagree with me here. When he has more time to work on a project, it looks better, and everyone's happier for it. And then when the deadlines start to you know encroach, uh, it suddenly doesn't look quite as solid. And so he adapts to the deadline. He hits the deadline, but sometimes the the art itself can suffer. And so I'm very curious to see how what happens in that respect going forward because. In the last decade, I would say the Spider Office has really run roughshod over some of its artists because it's been such a relentless publishing schedule. So I'm just very curious what happens um, in that respect. Anyways, uh, moving on to uh, the last book that I'll be uh, discussing today. Uh, I will be discussing, let me just pull it up here. Uh, Sabretooth number three. Uh, so I just kind of got caught up on Sabretooth because I'd liked that first issue and then I finally got caught up on the second issue and I read the third. Um, I like this book. It's not at all what I expected. And I think that I mean that in a good way. It's written by Victor Laval, uh, Leonard Kirk on art. So I don't know Laval's names. So I don't know what other work they've done, but Leonard Kirk is a very established steady hand and it makes sense to have a good steady hand on something like this where you do have a writer that maybe people don't know as well. Uh, you got Rain Burrito doing color art as well. Um, I thought this was so enjoyable. I First of all, I thought Kirk's artwork was really, really strong. Uh, very good character acting. There's so many characters in this book, and yet they're, they're really well illustrated, and you get to really see the power of each of them. Um, I thought this was such an interesting story, and with a great ending, too, with the Melter and Sabretooth. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of weird and bonkers, but you know they're trying something very different than what we're seeing the rest of the Kokoan era, based on the characters involved and where they are when they're having this story so so far so so good i'm really enjoying this and i definitely highly recommend it uh you know it's maybe it's not what i expected but i think that's ends up being a very big positive uh and then before we sign off i just want to talk about some of the books that'll be coming out next week uh specifically we have rocketeer the great race and this book's coming out on the 4th of may uh we got transformers beast wars uh, coming out, that's issue, what, 15? you got Star Trek The Mirror War, issue 6 of 8. Uh, over at Marvel, we got the uh, new printing of the Annihilation Omnibus. you got Avengers Forever number 5. you got the fourth of, uh, sort of the second last issue of Ben Riley's Spider-Man. Uh, you got a new issue of Black Panther Legends. This is issue 4 of 4. You have, uh, I believe this is the first volume of the Ghost Rider Epic Collection, Hell on Wheels. you got Giant Size X-Men Thunderbird number 1, uh, one shot there. you got the Incredible Hulk Epic Collection. Uh, you got Crossroads. Uh, you got new issues of Iron Man. Uh, you got uh, My Show World War M, Marauders. Uh, you got Spider Man 2099, Exodus Alpha number one. That's a lot of terms all at once. You got a Spidey and Friends giveaway sampler, apparently. You got Star Wars 23. You got a Star Wars by Jason Aaron Omnibus. You got a Star Wars High Republic trade paperback. You got a Star Wars Legends Empire Omnibus. You got Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi 105. You got a Thor by Jason Aaron Complete Collection Volume 5. I'm excited to get that in my hot little hands. And you also have X Men Legends trade paperback Volume 2, Mutant Mayhem. So some good stuff. 
Uh, DC obviously does not put stuff up on Diamond, which is always kind of historically where I've gone to uh, for discussing what's coming up. So I'm not going to talk about DC then, at least not today. I'll talk about them on the next review episode. Uh, so looking forward, uh, we have in a couple of days, I'll be, well, we have everyone hopefully will be going to see the new Doctor Strange movie. I hope to have an episode about that coming up. Uh, on the weekend, um, seeing that as part of a road trip, so I'll probably be recording an episode during that road trip after I've seen the movie, and that'll probably come out on the. I want to let me think. I think the eighth or ninth is probably when that episode will come up. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. Catch you next time, and uh, bye bye. <laughs>